0: Welcome to another episode, and today we have a special guest.
1: Another special guest. We a We're like friend. getting a
2: slur of special guests. A slur. You don't slur too much on this, but... No slurring. A slew? A slew. Many?
1: <laughs> so we have Father M. Schmitz. Father M. Schmitz from Minnesota. A different M. Schmitz to what everyone else knows. Don't, but, yeah,
2: don't put it in the title
1: there. You're going to get some major disappointment. That's true. Yeah. so um good friend of ours and
0: visiting for a couple days so we brought him to you he's very excited so that you could enjoy a bit of, of schmidt oh no so you can enjoy
2: <laughs> schmidt's
0: bits Matthew. So um tell us about you. We're interested in knowing who you are.
2: We'll give you thirty seconds to introduce Uh, yourself. Well I wanna a couple of disclaimers first. I agreed to be on this podcast because we are brothers and friends. And um I noticed that there's kind of been a meteoric rise in your uh, popularity and I wanted to just kinda bring you down a little bit. Right, the coattails wanna kinda thank you. No, I just kinda wanna level things out a little bit. There's Maybe. no need for. I don't want this to get to your head. Like, oh, we're the podcasters now. So, we're just so you're kinda...
0: like a big weight on our case. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of bring us okay. down to reality.
2: Pull us down to just simple, you know, simple life. So we
0: actually grew up together. Yeah, they so did high school. I didn't laugh high this school. Story. And um, I'm not from Minnesota, but we went to. Uh, a fellow Ronald was on a previous episode, and he explained the Apostolic School, which is a boarding school for young men um, interested in vocation. And we did high school together. Yep. In New Hampshire.
1: You were born the same year, actually. We right?
0: Born. Yeah, same same grade. Yeah. Same everything. So, um, that's why you need to discover a bit of Schmidt. <laughs> um, so find, tell us about it. Where are you find from? Where he, find where he's found. <laughs> so where are you from? <laughs> I'm Father
2: Matthew. Yes, I'm Father Matthew. I'm from Minnesota. Uh, wasn't born there, but got back there as fast as I could. Uh, we say that about Texas. And, um... What, what else? Your family. like. Oh, I'm the oldest of six children. Mm. Mom and dad are great and still doing great. Uh, what else? Where have you been? <laughs> Where have you been Oh around so, the world? so we did high school. We were in high school in New Hampshire together. Then we went on to do our novitiate in Cheshire and our humanities studies. Went to Rome together. Mm-hmm. And then for philosophy, then I came back to the U.S. to be, uh, during my internship, I was helping on the formators team in Cheshire with, uh, the humanist, the brothers who have just professed their vows. And I did a third year, uh, in Ireland, kind of the same thing with the novitiate and then back to Rome where we met up again. Well, we see each other on internship too. You were in Canada. I was in, mm-hmm. and then studied a lot more and then got ordained and went to Ireland again to work at Dublin Oak Academy as Chaplain, which is a boarding school uh, just for middle school boys, is after
0: your priest, yeah. Your first year, yeah, I like can priesthood, yeah. The first two years,
2: <clears throat> boarding school for boys, uh, just a year abroad, learn English. We try to do it's kind of an Im- immersive, integral formation, which is a lot of fun. Was Ireland like? Oh, I love Ireland, it's beautiful, yeah, yeah. You left your heart in Ireland, no, okay, good. I keep <laughs> well, my heart, make I, sure I keep my, sure. my heart with like me, but uh. <laughs> Ireland's beautiful it's uh they're very pessimistic about their weather uh-huh. but it's Dublin like the east coast is uh, rainy but not really hmm. like overall precipitation is way less than then I, I went from there to Houston I was there for four years now I'm in California in Cupertino and it rains way more the precipitation levels in Houston are way more than Dublin on the west coast of Ireland it rains more but so you'll have like a little drizzle. that You don't even need a umbrella soft for terrain. soft rain. Soft mm-hmm. rain, and then it's very windy. Uh-huh. Very a lot of fresh air, and then the sun will come out. Cloud will go over, and it's a beautiful day. Sun comes out again. Winter's been, a little bleak, 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 bleak because it's very bleak. far north. Interesting. But That's awesome. Summer, you can play soccer until ten.
0: Wow. So it looks like you've traveled around a ton. He's lived life. Well, we're you know
2: us. I mean you. <laughs> First, you're from the Philippines. You're from, I mean, you, yeah, we travel. We've traveled because our our only philosophy and theology place is in Rome currently. So that's yeah. a special gift we have to study there. And then we're missionaries, so we, yeah. What is what
0: like? What was attractive to you about the missionary life as a priest, the priestly missionary life, or, or what drew you to? Um, I don't know. Like, what what do you? Well, how do you feel you? God's call? What
2: excites you? What what's so it's it's really mysterious how God calls you know, because it's always a mixture of um, His inspiration in your heart, His divine call, which uh-huh. we can't really measure, but it's, but at the same time it's a mixture of that with the circumstances of your life, like um, you know if somebody were lost on a desert island and God. Call them to the priesthood. Well, that that's great, but what if he never, if he never knows what the church is or what a priest is, then you can't.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So there's this whole debate, you know, about how that works. But I always had, I had a kind of an inkling. I think God put something in my heart from very early on, and I didn't really know what to do with that. I didn't really talk about it much, and I had utmost respect for priests and a lot of venerate, you know, just human. Veneration for what they represent, and the sacraments and whatnot. But uh, they were always the ones I knew as a kid were generally a, a lot older, mm-hmm. like maybe in their sixties or seventies. And when I was a little kid, I was I'm the oldest. My parents are the oldest, and my grandparents were like pretty close, like they were in their fifties when I was you know first able to kind of put thoughts together. So if my <laughs> my parents were old, my grandparents were really old. Then these priests that I knew were like ancient. Unfathomable, you know? <laughs> so, I... Full of fathom. So, I, I had utmost respect for them, and loved them, and loved their ministry, but I just couldn't see myself. I couldn't relate to that.
0: You were like I, a 13-year-old kid. Or even younger.
2: Yeah. 12. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, then, the first thing... So, this is where the circumstances come in. You know, God calls, but then somehow He uses our experiences. I, when I met the first legionary priest, <laughs> that's when I was about... I well, mean, I was more like 10, 11 you were a basketball think. playing, hoodlum basically. I was. I mean, yeah, I liked basketball. I wasn't great. My friends were a lot better than me. He's more hoodlum than basketball, but probably. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like basketball. We played sports. We had fun. When I was really little, I wanted to be either. Well, I wanted to be a superhero when I was really little, like kind of a Batman, or if I had special mm-hmm. powers, that'd be a bonus, you know, like an. What was X-Man your special or, power? Um, or what would be your special power? I really liked. So I, I first liked. I never, I never loved Superman because he just, again, so if I couldn't relate to really, pretty super a lot older, too, He's yeah. just way out there. He's you can't, there. you can't relate to him. He's, he's invincible. Yeah. So I don't think
1: I was more of a Superman. I think. Were you? Yeah. What is your kryptonite?
2: Um, sugar. <laughs> yeah, same. So, yeah, it's just hard to relate to like being Diabetes. invincible. Yes. Now Batman is so just a you, guy.
0: So you were Batman?
2: Ish. Mm, I kind of like the masked. You know the. The secret like mm-hmm. the do good without the recognition and then uh, normal and then i like the x-men but that's again that's a little like superman where doesn't you have everybody have a mask not super really strength. <laughs> wow <That's the> <laughs> we have to really parse through these uh these uh lapidary statements here he yeah. don't we he all does that. don't we all he does that mask? we have we
1: have a we have a guide here and we haven't no but i again, started.
2: I agreed to do this if I were not involved in the uh prep Planning. so, so. Uh, unfortunately, I was subjective to that because we're all in the same house, but he's heard all the these are little bits of you so oh, Schmitz, bits of oh, Schmitz. so superhero <laughs> uh-huh later on, somehow, I never really acted on this, no pun intended, but i I wanted to be maybe an actor i mean Ooh. I'm fascinated by art in that know. that you know um writing and acting and even though. You have had acting experiences
0: in the <laughs> seminary before. Oh. In we high did, school, we, did, we see, did some plays. <laughs> we did scenes of Hamlet. Obligatory and, uh, for a class. It was literature, yeah. and
2: you had to scenes of him. Hamlet. And, and would you uh, get the starring role? What were you in? again? So we split it up, right? We, it's an all-boys, obviously, we didn't so... Do, like, we didn't do <laughs> one guy as Hamlet. We'd split up yeah. kind of the top scenes, and then we'd shuffle the roles for each of them so that it was Weren't
0: we something together?
2: <sighs> um... I was I was first gravedigger in the scene where you know Hamlet comes back to Right. There's a stench, something there's a No, it's the funny one. It's like the it's where Hamlet is talking, he finds Yorick's skull. Yeah. And the gravediggers are kind of joking back and forth, so I was first gravedigger and then I ended up with um Hamlet in the fencing scene. Oh. Yeah. And I you were
0: Was I against you? No, that was um I was hiding behind the no, no, I was I was queen, actually.
2: Because <laughs> we as all boys, yeah. So yeah, just like old Shakespeare, just like.
0: Uh, and the king drank the poison.
2: Yeah. And then he died. Yeah. yeah, that was an exciting scene. In the so then we'd do it, we'd perform when our for Mother's Day weekend when our family. Yeah, would we would put it together. And one of my we had these big one of the kids one of our classmates made these giant wooden swords.
0: Those were so dangerous. They were well, they weren't sharp.
2: But I mean, we beat each like, other up with those. They were like. Like getting hit with a baseball bat because yeah, they were that heavy. Up. And it broke mid-scene. <laughs> so I had to improvise. Not, that was fun. Yeah, was He was really cool.
0: good. He's a great actor. Thank you, thank you. And then Brothers in Black later on. Oh, and then oh, I
2: was, uh, a, a, I'm a retired YouTuber. Yes. yes.
1: He was yeah. a YouTuber when YouTube was just...
2: Just starting. Started. We were ground floor. <laughs> so you could, are there <laughs> still available to investigate yes. those yeah. YouTube we channels? We won't post but that. But that whole channel was not about
1: like, the UK... Catechism That's when we, we hit our stride
2: when we started talking about the UCAT, we, because um, it was just a great me- a great um, really meshed because the UCATs kind of fun and engaging and and talks about motivations for what we believe, mm-hmm. you know the Catechism is a beautiful document with a lot of you know references to the Church Fathers and the Doctors of the Church, pretty cool. It'll kind of just tell you how it is, and what Reference. UCAT kind of engages uh, youth but also adults with. Uh, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of our big question when it comes to moral issues or or even belief. It's like, well, that's like the big so, question of modern man. Why? Why should I care? Why we, should I care? Because we're figuring it all out ourselves. You know, yeah, if we have pro- money and we have it's progressive, then towards then God kind of utopia.
0: So, um, actor, not that superhero, not that, and or both. Where'd priests come in then? Or both?
2: Did it happen? <laughs> so. <laughs> So when I met, the first time I met a legionary, I was, I was visibly bothered. Oh. And the priest remembered that. Nausea? No. um, Hives? No, just like, annoyed. Really? Kind of annoyed at God. Because I pretty successfully kind of pushed this whole notion of the priesthood to... Not even the back burner, like you know, behind. If if there's a little space behind the stove where, a you know, something a crumb could fall and you'll never see it again yeah. until you change your stove. <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty far back there, and then, um, so God just. Got, I met this young priest uh, who happened to be a legionary, and it was kind of like God saying, "Oh, how about this?" I was like, "Ah," you know, kind of like foiled. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, because yeah, it was just uh, and you know, for all of us, I think that's very inspiring. It's to me. Emot- so emotions, so young arose in you. It was pretty, you know, very joyful, smart. Uh, what else? You know, he he was sporty. He liked athlete, he liked sports. Uh, he was part of this cool uh, institution. It was like Oakland Academy. We stopped by to visit. Yeah. And the facilities they were really neat for, Because there was kids it was it was a school for kids my age, it was a corresponding school to Dublin Oak mm-hmm. for kids to go a year abroad and And so I was kind of like, Oh, this is it. Like this is not only my I'm not called to generic priesthood, I'm called to this.
1: But it had to Which was kind did. of joyful, but at the time it was Isn't like you were, you were what, thirteen? 13 thirteen?
2: Twelve or yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Something like that you joined
0: a, rebellious 12-year-old. Yeah, you joined in ninth grade, so you yeah, it's probably... 10th. I oh, right. I finally joined in 10th, yeah. You're after me. Okay. So, um, the first attraction to the priesthood, or the seed, was planted. Yes. There.
1: Awesome. What did your parents think about that? Uh, they were happy to get rid of them.
2: So, I never, <laughs> we never... I never really sat them down to say, so I've been thinking about this for a long time. It was just kind of like, I expressed interest finally in attending the apostolic school which uh obviously doesn't mean you know we have a lot of friends that were with us that didn't go on it's like not like destiny like you go to the school and now you're going to be a priest it's just uh the the way my mom because a friend of mine went to visit there first and I was like we we'd always go to the same things together and all of a sudden he went to a place without me like on retreats with the legionaries and it's like well he he's going to visit a school for boys who are open to the priesthood. That's the way it was first, um, explained to me. And I think that's a great description. So it doesn't mean just boys who are open to the priesthood, like serious about their academics. Mm-hmm. We had great teachers, uh, classes that were super fun. We learned a lot. Um, we played a lot of sports. It was just a great place for boys to be. And on top of that, we'd pray and we were open to the, to the mm-hmm. idea of the priesthood. Um, so that, oh, so that was kind of their first, like, that I, I wanted to attend the school. But I had any interest in attending the school. That was mm-hmm. kind of their first, oh. Or at least where they might have had they might have had some intuition, but that was the first. And they were, it was, I didn't realize until much later, but it was very tough for them to let me. Oh,
0: yeah. To, You're the oldest. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. the oldest
2: to let me go that far away. Uh, my mom was very happy from, like, the academic, just the school point of view, because she was always shopping around schools and um, never found the one that she really loved. I mean, I went to good schools, but not. Uh, and then my dad was kind of quiet at the time, but I didn't realize until later it was really tough for him. Mm-hmm. But we stayed close, and he'd come out for Thanksgiving, and yeah, we had, we had some fun times, some kind of father son time and bonding. Uh, well,
0: that's good. So your parents were open. Um, what was Rome like? like in your seminary life. Oh. So
1: that's jumping how many years?
2: Yeah, some years. That's all right. Years.
0: Well, and as far as like your seminary or some like mem- yeah. memories that you say, wow, that was Some more sweet. like
1: general seminary sure experience prior to priesthood.
2: So I loved Cheshire. I loved those first years of seminary, but it was um it was a challenge because it's like all of a sudden, you know, you go from being a kid in high school who's kind of open to this whole thing to putting on a Decision. cassock and, you know, commitment. Being an adult, that was a big deal. Like kind of growing up, you had to grow up fast. You didn't want to grow up, did you? No.
0: Toys R Us kid. So you, you so, were Casick. You, um, I was there too. So yeah, we were there. But what was your? Um, did it kind of like solidify that experience of what the priesthood yeah. would be?
2: And what was nice is that um, you go from having just an idea to realizing that this isn't. Uh, this isn't just something that's on a silver platter for you. Like, God's kind of like, I'm calling you, but it's going to require work. <laughs> yeah. You know, on your part. And so, uh, you know, the novitiate was really intense prayer, like kind of almost a monastic experience. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we didn't really have tons of contact with the outside world. I mean, not shut in either, but just our natural schedule was kind of.
0: That's what you were there to discern. Yeah, formed so. around.
2: Like, getting to know God, getting to know the congregation that you're discerning to be a part of, and, the and con- then kind of facing off with your own, kind of like Luke, when he goes to that murky forest with Yoda. Discover oh, yourself. And he has to, like, Luke, what? face off Yoda. with himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And He's they get of to like know that. you. Like the yeah, and the, and the congregation yeah. has to, the peers have to see, like, can this guy handle this? And so I just, <laughs> I remember being really tired, but also being really... <laughs> all the time. But also, you know, just little ways of, little moments of taking on responsibility Remember, and like, cleaning and, the kitchen at night until. <laughs> kitchen.
0: <laughs> we had Father Julio, who was our novice instructor. Yeah. And he. The object is, like, to push us a little bit in the first couple years. Like, just to, yeah, s- to see know, what you're yeah, like, made sure. of, right? Um, and we loved it because we were young, like, 19, 20 year olds. Like, and you do, know, like, the, you you do do you like the challenge.
1: challenge. Yeah. Toughness. What it was, late late, like, one of the biggest, like, struggles
2: you're, like, that was hard? I don't remember one particular one. I just remember. Being tired. Being tired. <laughs> like yeah. trying to study. We do like I don't that. Being cold. No, you're from do, Minnesota. We do. uh <laughs> We do some little exercise. Remember that mid-morning exercise? We just kind of run around. PE, yeah. PE. We'd run around, shower quick, and back at our desks, and you know, memorizing. And so and then memorizing the gospel, and memorizing, you know, looking at our our constitutions, and and just being at the desk, like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of. Yeah. That's a that's a memory. But that's something that's different from I guess
1: normal seminary like the office seminary life. It's a whole different reality. The relig- religious life is
2: a little for well, a, a little uh, And more we've done, you know, we we've been through a lot of it's ref- not studies for reform. studies, that, like edu- Yeah, know, it's not just intellectual. intellectual school,
1: right? There's a whole integral. Yeah, that of course bonds to, the, to
2: the church kind of invites seminaries to do uh, a propadotic year, which is a funny word. Yeah. But some, some dioceses do do that, not necessarily at the very beginning. Spirituality year, but, but, but they'll send some of them send their guys away to a monastery for a year. Wow! After just to kind of, especially nowadays. I mean, we grew up like email was just coming out. America yeah, you to have, you to have a online, a bombardment of. But nowadays, world. kids grow up like with a phone in their hands. See, so there has to be kind of a violent separation at some point, just to yeah. see you know. Detox. Can
0: you live without this for a little while? We had like adoration every day, which is yes. awesome. So wherever you were, class, PE, whatever, you had to stop, go half an hour of adoration. It's like a perpetual, not perpetual, but adoration, all day day adoration. And And we had evening prayer together and benediction. It's beautiful. For dinner. Awesome experience. Not everybody joined after that, but it was, you know, those first two years of,
1: but then you appreciate that. You look back and you're like, wow, you did all that every day. Yeah. A bit of every, this good, deep thing. every single day and that will stay
0: with you for your whole life and that's the idea for us priests we kind of
1: look back at that we've
0: grown since then but like those years where you learn about yourself learn that you can face a challenge and persevere in it and the the experiences of the spiritual life and having a spiritual director for the you know the second time first Mm -hmm, time mm -hmm.
1: guide you through those experiences that's a great segue to the points that I wanted to ask you today is that okay? Good part. It's actually very related because this past three podcasts we've been speaking about precisely, you know, struggles, you know, doubts. Um, it's been very finding, positive. Finding pur- <laughs> no, but that was personal. Because no. <laughs> then there was like finding purpose. And then our last mm-hmm. one was how to find joy. What is true joy? Right. Which Father Conklin chimed on. Um, so you want to see like in your life, in your life, maybe recent or whatever, um, how, what kept you focused on that purpose and what kept that, that inner joy? We see you're a very joyful guy, right? And how would, <laughs> and how would you present that to like young people today who kind of need or looking for that?
2: Purpose? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I guess I'd start with where you won't find purpose. Okay. Like, what were, the um, the quick, the spirit of the world, I guess, kind of what's given to us, especially in a very wealthy, you know, whatever. Like, there, there's a lot of good that comes with living in the United States and a lot of uh, challenges. I mean, challenges to our spiritual life because we get we get comfortable, like what I said before about. You know, there's some places where, or even us. You know, we, when everything's going fine, we kind of uh, forget about God. We put Him on the back burner, or like behind the stove, Ooh. behind the oven. The should
0: that be a red flag for us? Like, just oh yeah, like our, how or it was, it was yeah, easy. like if things
2: if things are going, this life is not really made to be easy. To be, you know, perfectly at ease. If we're perfectly at ease, then we should probably stop and say, mm, "What's going on?" We kind of mm-hmm. have to dust off. Our conscience and our heart—what what, is everything really okay? Because the uh, kind of that's the gospel, very, very the gospel of today's day and age, especially in a, in a place, you know, the very uh, where I don't know, like wealthy countries where it's easy, and, first world countries. Yeah, it's um, the gospel is kind of um, ease and immediate gratification. So we're on our phones all day, like <laughs> we have two seconds of. Boredom, and we pull out, you know, a game. Well, you're in or, like Silicon Valley, right? I mean, San Jose. Yeah, I live in San Jose now, Silicon Valley. And it's funny because those people, the people that make that stuff, um, their problem wouldn't be the excessive ease. They're, it's kind of like uh, the pace of Manhattan or DC, uh-huh. but with kind of the, you know, the nice weather and the style of California.
0: So it's a rat race. Yeah. Race wow.
2: Style. Yeah. Like, um, I'm at, a, I'm at a little school, and it's just pre-K through 8, but there's a lot of pressure to... At any school, you want the school to be good. You know, you want the kids to do well, test well, but there's just... Yeah. I haven't seen it... The families that are at our school are, are so good, but... Um, so I haven't seen it super firsthand, but... It's kind of like that pressure of you know my kid has to get into this preschool to get into this grade school to get into this college. They you know, have an interview in pre K. Everything, yeah. <laughs> <And> it's like <laughs> no, just a lot of pressure now. Like, like, what do you want out of life? And that's not people? just Silicon Valley, but it's a lot of places. But it's just so mapped out. And I, I know you talked about college recently, but sometimes we don't stop and say well, why, whoa, why, what are what am I looking for? And mm-hmm. you know, us, I think we would say or our school would say, well, we're we're going we're playing the long game. We're not talking. We're not thinking about. Even though we finish in eighth grade, we're not worried about college. We're worried about way after that. We're trying to plant seeds that will bear fruit in eternal life.
0: You know, yeah. an integral formation. Yeah. So that's, so, so that's your like for that's your first suggestion for purpose. Well, the, the life? immediate
2: gratification is so you know we're so easily trapped by that because just the way we're wired mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, so if we're talking about purpose, it's going to have to go beyond that. We're going to have to find things that are that are lasting. You know, real friendships. Real. You know, there's obviously a very Catholic audience, I'm sure, so, you know, contact with our Lord. The Eucharist, we celebrated Corpus Christi recently, so like we we don't get get it. We, we never will in this life completely, mm. like that our Lord is truly present in the in the Blessed Sacrament. Those are the type of things that are gonna give us purpose, things that point to eternity. Because this life, you know, as, as awesome or terrible as it is, is gonna end Pretty quickly, it's pretty one of my mottos lately. I like that. I like that. The in, psalms say, "In pretty quickly." What is life of man but seventy years or eighty for those who are strong? <laughs> That's your motto. And the rest is uh, pain and suffering. Pain and suffering, right? It continues on, and the rest is pain and suffering. So oh, man. life is not, you know, like all the illnesses we can get. You know, we hit a certain age, and life is not meant to be
0: eternal youth yeah. and perfection. It'll be here forever. So That's interesting. It's so like, thanks for
2: these really uh, deep down like, questions. I like. I like, like <laughs> your <very laughs> deep down
1: answers. What do you no, like to do? Like, what's what? What makes you? Um,
2: I don't know. Like what, during your day, what your you schedule gives you energy. <laughs> it gives me energy. Did you did you
1: mentioned that like you were tired. Hobby. Seminary. Now are. Oh, are you still was tired
2: because it was exhausting. No. So no, I mean you, the, you hit your stride. I mean, what gives you the. What gives you the? the mm, um, what well, gets you up in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> My alarm barely does. <laughs> um, yeah, real meaningful. I mean, priesthood. Right. We. I think what's Mission. really attractive is to be close to our Lord and then bring Him to others, and that's very gratifying. I really, it sounds kind of easy, but I really love the sacraments. You know, being able to celebrate Mass and. Uh, Sacrament of Reconciliation Mm -hmm. because that's where That's kind of where you know You're doing something that is really meaningful and nobody else can do Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful service I think to to others Um, So I love that love those opportunities love to uh, to preach to talk about talk about God I Need to read more about God so I can talk more too
0: yeah, what was your, like, recent book that was, like, awesome?
1: Tough questions. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh,
2: uh, I was rereading... Um, I think great, we're all looking for those kind of there's things. There's a great good... There's probably a lot of people have read this one already, but um, by a Christian author, Fathered by God, John Elbridge. Oh, probably. yeah. He goes through the stages of... Stages of manhood, I guess. Stages of... That all men kind of have to go through Venturing. and always kind of... You know they they carry over so like boyhood we never totally leave boyhood because at least we have those memories and mm-hmm. then sometimes we have to kind of go back and purify those memories or come to terms with them or experiences that we've had he goes through all these steps and it's just very there's a lot of a lot of intuition and a lot of just truth that he finds and mm-hmm. it's very enriching I don't know So that's a great one what is it boyhood the cowboy boyhood cowboy the lover, warrior the warrior lover and sage king sage.
0: sage sage love that i think my dad's at the sage age right now he's kind of a he's Sage. You, you always ask him for his advice and he's, he's like well, well i don't tell you he's so, funny so, 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 i love you dad
1: <laughs> so um, of course um the biggest fan base of this
2: podcast is the lambert family, the lambert family. oh like oh, in that really, case, I'll lighten up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when we were, were in Atlanta at the YFE?
0: Yeah. In the Omni Center of Atlanta? 1999. And I was on my crutches. Oh was You physical. were, yeah. Meniscus. I, had, I had my meniscus torn. I was 18. And we were walking in. We had just arrived, and we were walking in the, the big, um, what would you say, it? like corridor that was just massive, three stories, you know, whatever. And you and I were walking together. My mom saw me from the top. We were on an escalator. Uh, escalator, <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> so that's I. He I, makes fun I, of me. All that's time. what I say to him for like years. <laughs> and then Father Matthew's parents came to <laughs> to New Hampshire to have, you know, just visit, and they were having a, a meal that um, I helped prepare a little bit, where we we're kind of the waiters, right, just taking care of your family, mm-hmm. um, and it came to the the dessert and then we had like a little you know irish coffee afterwards
2: the parents did the parents The adults did, did yeah. so we
0: i was bringing one out yes. one of the the chef or the cook prepared one and i was bringing it out to him and he you know his dad's <laughs> really funny he's kind of serious but a jokester and then he, he drinks one and you know he's like hmm. had a weird face and he kind of like sets it down and we we're you know I was like how did how did it know? Do you like it and he's like smooth and creamy like the ocean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're all like, what?
0: And we had forgotten, or we had mistakenly
2: there was a put bowl. salt. There was a oh, bowl of salt. Where the sugar gosh. should have been. You know, people always put salt in a bowl. Why right? not? Uh. So we, we had an Irish coffee
0: with salt. And <laughs> your dad was just like, mm. stone-faced. Mm. Smooth like the ocean.
2: And creamy like the ocean. Anyway. Oh. Salty right. coffee. Fun if you... <laughs> If your life is too easy, you could put some salt in your coffee. And it'll there be a you smooth go. and creamy. Come back to the, like the, the real ocean. purpose of your life. <laughs> well, that's great. So
0: um, what are you doing now? And yeah. what's your mission now? Because
2: we and talked about you being a missionary.
1: Uh, what's California like too? I don't know. Cause...
2: California. So I'm in <clears throat> San Jose, which is beautiful, has some of the best weather in the U.S., maybe it does. The mm-hmm. San Diego. And you're like on a like uh, yeah. on a hill. Up on the hill, yeah. So there's a legionary community there. Yep. In Cupertino. And the we little, have A little retreat center, and then our house. And I'm the chaplain. Not sponsored by the retreat Our Lady of Santa, of Santa Clara Retreat Center. Sign up for your retreat today. Ding. retreat dot org, or Google Our Lady of Santa Clara. There you go. Speaking of Google, you know.
0: So there's six I'm of y'all in the community.
2: Yep. Seven. Seven priests, Seven. and then I am the chaplain at Canyon Heights Academy. K through Google Canyon Heights Academy. K through eight. K th- pre K through eight. Pre K through very important pre K in Campbell. Which is Aren't right. those the coolest kids? That age, the pre K. It's fascinating to see how just like every, every it's yeah. fascinating to see how you know think of yourself at that age and then just think of God's plan because um, <laughs> they're learning so much. They're you know they're learning. Multiple times more, like you think of yeah. just reality, how much they're learning a day compared to yeah. us. Because we already Exponential. know, you know exponentially. Like, um, what's the, what's the cutest
0: thing that happened to you or and funniest then, thing that happened to you? Well, they're one of the kids. they're really
2: fun. So we so I have a mass every week, almost every week on Friday with pre-K and kindergarten, and then the, you know whichever any of their parents that want to come. Yeah, and, and their legs like, every week. This is every week. Their legs don't touch the ground. Oh yeah, they're, they're just like, So they're in the fuse so I can't really see them. And, <laughs> And then when they kneel down, I'm not really looking at them because when they're kneeling down, it's during the Eucharistic (laughs) prayer, but yeah, they're like... And what's really funny about them is they're learning so much, but they're still innocent. You know, they can't quite distinguish between right and wrong, so discipline is a little different, and you know, they're innocent, so they can't really sin. And so the homily format is um, they've been learning questions and answers on a certain topic, and, and the homily is just I kind of set them up with those questions but they have to remember them and then they kind of raise their hand and and I'm not super good you, you know you have to make sure you kind of spread it out and if I were really an expert I'd see which ones haven't an answered lately and ask them I do that once in a while but uh-huh. we, we have fun and so I can't remember what's uh, oh okay so one time the topic of the homily I just stayed actually behind the altar for that one I usually kind of walk right in front of them a little bit I stayed behind the altar because the topic was the different articles. At mass, mm-hmm. the different objects. And there's a beautiful comparison. They, they use um, in pre K these, the Montessori, Maria Montessori, her method, and then Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, mm-hmm. yeah. which started in Rome, Sophia Cavaletti, and, and another. Anyway, so it was very interactive, and you kind of let the kids, you just kind of mm-hmm. s- present this little work, this little job to them, and they kind of yeah, do, it do it do themselves. The Especially the older they get, they just kind of do it themselves. So they compared the Eucharistic. Uh, banquet as with a banquet. It's like if you were going to have a fancy dinner at your house, what would you do? Like Put a tablecloth, you light some candles. Use and sugar, not salt. Yes. yes. Important. Unless you're putting on steak or something. Oh, yeah. So we talk about, you know, if you were going to have a fancy dinner, and there's a certain cadence to it, you start with tablecloth. Tablecloth. Good. And what is that called? Is this called a tablecloth? No, it's an altar cloth. And then candles and then plates and cups. Like, well, we have a patent and a chalice. And instead of napkins and dish towels, we have uh, purificator and cor- anyway. So there's, that's the whole cadence. It goes like that. So <laughs> I said, like, "What's something here on the altar that you notice that you might have at your house at a fancy dinner?" And this little kid in the front row, like, "Yes, uh, Clayton, like, wine." <laughs> I was like, Okay. Yes, and uh, I I know your parents pretty well. Do you uh, have a lot of wine at home? <laughs> and then usually they're really good at raising their hands. This other kid in the front row just blurts out and goes, "I love drinking wine." <laughs> like three, three maybe four years old. So the every everyone it loses lot it. Lot of, yeah, the adults and the kids, and then I kind of backpedal a little bit with that no clue what wine shit. is, we're problem. not laughing at you. You know, so kind of yeah, sped up the rest of that one, and yeah, we were over the the worst of it. They're the just, fall. They're just hilarious. When we're talking about the Nativity story. And I said, uh, we talked about the wise men, or sorry, Nativity then Epiphany Mm -hmm. next week, the week after. Um the wise men went to visit King Herod, but then they went, then they found Jesus, right? They followed the star. I said, and King Herod didn't this wasn't really scripted. It was like. But then King Herod asked them to find the baby Jesus for him, right? They're like, yep. Like and why did he do that? Did he, did he want to see Jesus? Did he want to worship Jesus? Like no, and I kind of just asked why, which I didn't. It wasn't on my little. Oh, I bet you got all and kinds. And one of stuff. them were like, he wanted to kill him. And I was like, oh my gosh, you learned, <laughs> you learned that? Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they yeah they know. Kids are awesome. They know their stuff. that's oh, great. Good. Wow. Well, thank you.
0: Yeah. Any other inquiries you have or.
2: This has been very no, exciting.
1: Random question. A random question. Random question. Random
2: one. Is that one of? Is that one of our segments on the, <laughs> the rooted podcast? Usually does that. But you usually get random questions. Are, at this is
1: not really random. Random. It's somewhat random. So, what what difference do you see between, or what have you seen, youth that you've worked with in Ireland, if you ever did work with Ireland, Houston, and California? Differences. But what challenges do you see that they, they face? And Mexicans, I guess you were, yeah, that makes sense or Latinos, you were, had something. You know. And at this point, like, what are the biggest challenges that you see that they have to um, confront?
2: Um, it's a deep question, I'm so sorry. I'd say they have way more in common than they had than is different. I couldn't. I couldn't really point out.
0: Get are kids right yeah they're the same i rest. mean there's little tiny
2: things like the uh the louisiana boys we have here at bow and stuff. like they're just so
1: uh it's like yesterday so similar but
2: they're so in tune like with nature and just kind of outdoorsy down to I, I, I love that down think like
1: in his homily yesterday we had a retreat for him yesterday So far was just like so y'all play Fortnite, right and all of them were like
2: oh, I like, oh <laughs> thank god yeah it's amazing i think that's pretty over isn't it well, maybe, no, just these guys, they're no offense more... No to that company if you work for that company. <laughs> <laughs> so you see... Um, yeah, so many the similarities. Yeah. I mean, there's the little, you know, So what... activities vary from place to place. and. Uh, so but the struggles go... are the same. Yeah. yeah.
0: The interests are basically the same.
2: Yeah. I mean, the way, again, the way the world is and media and whatnot, I mean, they all kind of do the same thing. And I think that's one of the biggest things that kids can... Get really wrapped up in uh, the digital world, and lo- I mean, all of us, right? Right. But they can kind of lose touch with reality, and they're always being told. They're always being told um, that they they're being reminded of the fact that it's a struggle to be an a- adolescent,
1: hmm.
2: which it is. But they're often like pinned against their parents, the people they should be leaning on most. They're being kind of there's like a wedge forced in between them. It's like
0: the cliche of high schoolers or the stigma. High schoolers are the worst children to see. Yeah, it and is like, tough. Oh gosh, it's a tough time builders. for them most complicated, they have big struggles, and the parents are always err. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's always like this negative cloud. Which is
2: natural. Like I like I remember in it's confession. Whenever I have high school kids in confession, I'm like well remember. I try to remind remind them. Fourth commandment: Honor your father and mother. And right now, that means obedience. You know, you and me, we all honor our father and mother. We don't live under their roof anymore, and we, you know, we don't. I mean, they're not telling us things to do, and we have to obey. If you're you're a minor, love your mom and dad. Uh, When I go home, I'll do easy. He says the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obedience, which is not going to be easy, because oh, all of a sudden. You know, yesterday, and kids, yeah. adolescents, they're, you know, yesterday I was a little kid, now I'm this big oaf, or, you know, they're confused about how fast they're growing, and then their minds are growing, too, so all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute, I disagree with that, you know? I don't, I think I might yeah. have a better idea, but then instead of just coming to terms with that, they'll, some, you know, there's a natural rebellion, so mm-hmm. I'll tell them, well, don't, you, know, you your parent, you may, parents not always be Right. In your mind, you may even have a better idea, but God blesses obedience. And I get a little wary. We were talking about this one on one a little bit. The way uh, these uh, dramas and movies and things—I mean, they're, they're all written by like middle-aged men, mm-hmm. you know. So like all these struggles that kids have, or how they're uh, the relationships and things. <laughs> a little—I'm a little cautious about that too. Just. They're being yeah. they're being told you know kids are kind of getting this me- this really strange message from a, a from bunch of older yeah so it's important it's important it really that depends. kids have um, the ideal very clear because they're all, they're going to be experiencing the struggle already so they don't mm-hmm. need to be like spoon fed the struggle twenty four seven right but so the danger is yeah they kind of you know get away from their parents get away from people who could be good mentors and they just kind of stew in this. Stew. stew. of gumbo. Stew. This yeah. This gumbo of no, distrust. Louisiana. Which has no really good outlet. Anyway. Wow. Oh, so the the yeah, getting wow. wrapped up in the digital world too much. That's what you seem to really delete beautiful. all your social media. So <laughs> <laughs> we asked him. Easy like, answer.
1: <laughs> like if you're gonna ask him, should we have Facebook? Facebook. Nope. It's uh, right. Instagram? Nope. I have Instagram, I guess. Snap. Yeah. Take talk. I mean, this guy lives in that part of the world where a lot of these things are developed.
2: So those things are good, but you have to you have to make them work for you. Yeah. Not you. Like, why do I have these things? Oh, I want to, you know, stay in touch with my friends. But I'm when sure you start we'd... feeling obliged to do a podcast every week and post it on, the- <laughs> <laughs> so we've had some God.
0: Schmitz bits here. But it's going going back through your, I don't know, your your past, your history. And I think for us, how fruitful that is, us as an audience and everybody, um, Christians, to go back and see God's path in our life, those high points, low points, um, in the perspective of the story or the narrative of my life and saying, God has guided me, I'm not like Number one in taking all these decisions all the time. Sometimes there's circumstances out of my control, but you see the the journey, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. I've, my lives have taken, or our lives have taken, and you say, "Wow, God has been at work and He's guided all this." So I think um, you in this short time that we've had this known you sound <laughs> really bit spoken of bits, Um yeah, We've gotten to see how God has worked in your life, and it's inspiring mm-hmm. and in, enjoyable to listen to, and helps us to reflect, all right, for me, what has been God's action
1: and guidance? So That's, that's what he said. One of the, my favorite lines today, which Father Schmidt said, was to find purpose in your life is to f- latch onto those things that lead you to eternity. I said that? You said that. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember that but it sounds it's like good. My own advice then <laughs> it's actually mine no I'm just kidding you said it
2: and I was like whoa you, gave me, you fed me that line that was great that's right well thank you very line. much and yeah come back to that it's good for all of us right to um, go back to the past and rediscover that first love you know rediscover those times when God has been good or in our relationships rediscover you mm-hmm. know it's fun to recall but you know when we were in high school we became friends First time as his parents. First time. It's important for married couples to come back to that. Yep. You know, marriage can Struggles happen, gets to, so you have to remember that first love. A lot of those. Well, thank you very much. It's awesome. Your thank wisdom. You
1: thank you. We've squeezed
0: all the wisdom
2: out of you. Yeah, there's not... <laughs> 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 I need to... Before we start... Uh, Great. He's now No. No. On that
0: note... Thank you very much. Bye, (laughs) y'all. God bless. Till next time.